Thank you for tuning into The Melanist Show. I'm your host, Maya Banks. And I'm your co-host, Kelsey Crowder. Today, we're going to be discussing our top five movies in these categories. Action, drama, horror, comedy, and romance. I'm excited. I'm excited too, child. Let's get into it. All right. Now, first, we're going to do action. Okay. Now, would you like to go first or should I go mm-hmm. first? You should go first. Okay. My favorite action movie right now is the movie Greenland. Have you heard of it? Mm-mm. Okay, Greenland stars, uh, what's his name, Gerard Butler and Morena Bakarin. I think that's how you say her last name. And it's about this family, and basically the world is ending. Like, there's this meteor hitting. And their dad, Gerard Butler, he is this skyscraper engineer. And he's been chosen by the United States government to basically repopulate the Earth. Because the United States government knows that the meteor isn't just a meteor. It's going to be the end of the world. And they have, like, these um, state houses built around the world. And they're being taken to one. And it's basically just a race against time, the whole movie. And they get separated multiple times. Child, it's a mess. But it came out last year. It's about two hours long. You can watch it on Hulu. You can watch it on HBO Now. You can watch it on Amazon. It's a really, really good movie. Oh, my God. This had me on the Was the government. (laughs) The government knew that they were not. It did. It did. But I think it's so interesting how they knew what was going to happen. Because what happened was... They were like at this barbecue that they were throwing. And then on their TV, this announcement came on saying that um, I'm not going to I think his name was John. And then I forgot his wife's name, but their name was on the TV. And then it said that they need to report to this location. And once they got there, they realized, oh, I've been chosen for this reason. And they basically chose certain people from different professions to help rebuild the earth, basically. So because he's an engineer, he got chosen. So if you were a doctor, you would get chosen. You know, but people like want big money, big bang jobs, pretty much. Not necessarily. I think it's more um, people who have skills that are going to be needed. So oh, like okay. that that makes skills, building skills, um, science skills, definitely people from NASA. They definitely getting in that bunker show. In my head, I was like, OK, they're putting all this pressure on one couple to repopulate mm-hmm. for seven he has a son, and actually their son is diabetic, and that actually ends up being a whole nother issue. Oh, wow. So he needs insulin, and um, yeah, it, it's, it's an issue. It's an issue. It sounds like an issue. <laughs> it is an issue, because insulin needs to be refrigerated. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, movie child. Okay, your turn. I was, like, split. I don't know, because... Yeah. But, um... What was I going to say? I did Divergent, which is like a very old movie, only yes. because I had the book in sixth grade. That mm-hmm. book was 400 pages. Mm-hmm. Still haven't read it. Every it's a year. thick book. You can knock somebody out with that. It's a very thick book. Every mm-hmm. every so every few months to a year, I'll read like a couple hundred pages. So it's been about six, seven, eight, nine, 10th, 11, 12, about the six years. Mm-hmm. And um, we're still not done with the book yet, but um, the movie loved it as a dystopian mm-hmm. type society it's how many fractions isn't it like five fractions or four area di- divergent candor candor amity amity it. yeah no it was another Wait, one. No, abnegation 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 but then it was a sixth one insurgent because it was like different from everybody else it was like in the same they, movie. that was divergent no i'm talking about no i'm just saying like if you've seen it but technically it's like six if you go further into the series because insurgent what is was this like own little section i don't remember that that's how invested i was in the series 
I've seen all three of the movies. I've read the first book. I don't remember that part. And I'm so, I'm so mad because it's actually supposed to be another part to the movies because it's four books. So they were supposed to do four movies, but they couldn't make it happen. But that's something else. But I just love chaos. Like most of my movies have drama in it or it's just like very toxic or chaotic. And it just makes for great TV. Yeah, because there's no real like danger in our lives. So we need to get it somewhere else. Exactly. But it was just like the guy who played four was just oh, like was very, fine. very handsome. Oh my god! And Beatrice, I love her as an actress. So it was just like I like the good girl gone bad. That year, twenty fourteen, she was in everything. She was in the she Fall really was. Stars. And the Fall Not Stars was already just a mm-hmm. different league of its own. Yeah, it seems kind of corny now that we're older. But anyway, exactly. so let's get into the next category. Uh, All right. So since I went first, you're going to go first this time. Okay. So in my drama, I have recently watched the movie The U.S. versus Billie Holiday. And oh, I just, is yeah. If I, yeah, she's a singer. She just, she's an old jazz singer. And um, the movie's on Hulu if you want to watch it. And it's basically about how her life. And she had this song called Strange Fruit, which was basically about she witnessed a hanging or a killing back in like the 30s 40s or 50s dark. yeah it's very dark so she's been through a lot of dark moments in her life so it's basically just a bio uh, a biopic about her life and the song um the song the movie is basically around this song that the police didn't want her to sing because Did you just say song yeah like the whole movie is based around this song that she they did not want her to sing because they was like it's promoting um violence and really the issue with the song was it was telling the truth and people didn't like that but the ironic thing was the people who wanted her to sing it were white folks (laughs) and the police officers as you know back in that time were mainly white people so you have all of these this controversy and after a while she kind of gets tired of the the back talk with the police so after a while she starts singing the song and then she starts getting arrested and then all these issues and then she had like drug issues so it went into that then it went into like her past and then she always had these issues with men so it was talking about her marriages and just that um and then it went into her death and basically on her deathbed the police tried to get a confession out of her to make um, uh, so she was arrested arrest an old woman child she already about to die well actually she died kind of young ish she was like 44 so she was still kind of like in her prime and so um they uh, literally arrested her on her deathbed like she died in handcuffs and um they tried to get like a confession out of her and she was like oh, you ain't gonna get nothing out of me. You already took most of my life. Y'all not gonna get this. And she was like, your great-grandchildren gonna be singing this song, which is true. And it's still relevant. But um, it was just like, it's crazy seeing her life and just the truth that she lived by and just how impactful that song was. Like when you hear it, you hear the sorrows and the pain. And you're just like, like even lynching today is still not um, illegal. Like you can still do it in certain parts. So it's just crazy how all this stuff just like come around. And I learned all that just from a movie. And I was like, bro. You know, her I- name sounds very light and airy, you know. Billy Holiday. And then you start talking about lynching and being arrested. 
and um I didn't think it was this dark because I didn't I didn't start watching it I was like walking in on my aunts watching it and I was like oh my god I remember that like um the trailer and I was like let me watch it and it was just like heavy like I was almost in tears watching it because I was like this was history it's still history and it's just sad that why did you say it's still history it's always history I mean like it's still history because it's still relevant today because they tried to get um after somebody got lynched, they tried to pass the Emmett Till 2020 lynching bill, and it didn't Ooh, get passed. And people voted against it. And people voted against it, so you can still get lynched. A lynching bill. That's the easiest way to tell on yourself. Oh my God, how do you vote against that? So I was like, that's crazy, and I didn't know that that they were trying to get that like approved. So I learned that through watching the movie and I was like that's crazy how stuff that happened back then is still going on now like that while we on the topic of history my drama movie is hidden figures now <gasps> oh my yeah, god that's a good movie that that's movie. a real good movie if you don't know what hidden figures is it's basically about the three black women that are the reason that the astronauts got put on the moon in the first place amen they were all uh mathematicians and they're all incredibly smart. I mean, this is set, and I believe it's set in the 60s. It's got Taraji Henson, no. Octavia Spencer, Janelle Monet. you know, Black female powerhouses in the acting industry. Period. And this movie, it really inspired me to get back into STEM because whenever I was younger, before this movie came out, obviously, whenever you would struggle with something in school, especially if you were a girl, oh my God, if it was something like math or science or basically something that girls were not supposed to be doing, if you struggled with it even a little bit, you would get automatically discouraged or turned away from it because there was no one there to motivate you. So, for example, I used to really struggle with geometry really, really bad. Oh, my God. And it really discouraged me because there was no one else in the class. Well, it was mostly guys in the class. I was one of, like, three girls. So when you're surrounded by all of these guys and it's basically a boys club in a classroom, and then I ended up hearing about this movie and I watched it and it made me feel so much better because these are women who survived against Jim Crow era and they surmounted the odds of being the only women in the room, the only black women in the room. I mean, they were so, what's the word? Um, Inspirational. Outcasted. That they oh, yeah. didn't even have their own bathroom because it was such a boys club. Oh, I hated that. It was, it was a lot. She, she had this incredible speech and I think, um, did this movie get nominated for an Oscar? I thought it did. It should have been. I hope it did. But if there was an Oscar-nominated speech, show, it would be this one. Uh, Shiraji P. Henson, her character, just like I said about the bathroom thing, she goes off on this tangent to her boss about she has to walk, like, miles to the bathroom. And it was so powerful. And I remember this one specific line. She was like, I work like a damn dog. I was <laughs> like, yes. Oh, no, that's right. You better tell him. They couldn't even save her no coffee. They couldn't. They got her a brown one because they didn't, they thought like if she touched it, it would be dirty. A mess, a mess, a mess. But that was a really, really, really good movie. And I'm sure it inspired a lot of little black girls looking to get into the STEM. It was, I loved it. Now, me getting into STEM, my brain ain't processed like that. But like, it made me think about going into acting. And then I humbled myself down. See, that movie did the opposite for me. It really boosted my confidence in STEM, actually, because I thought because of the little things I struggled with, like math, I wouldn't be able to do a STEM major. But now I'm majoring in biology on the pre-med track, so... But see, that's what... um, Because I had to do a project in stats, 
for Katherine Johnson because we're talking about mathematicians. And so when I was reading like her bio, she was basically saying how she really wanted to inspire young girls for STEM because it's not a lot of people of color or girls in the programs in um or in these jobs. So basically they kind of did it just with the movie. Well and I was accomplished. And I was glad she was alive to see it though. Oh yeah, she was at the premiere. Oh yeah. so I was really glad that she was alive to like tell her story and just see everything come out. She recently died last year, like right before COVID, literally like two weeks before everything started getting shut down. But I'm glad she got to see that because I don't think anybody else out of the three women, I think she was the only person who was still alive. Aww. So I'm glad she got to tell their story. Yeah, me too. But let's get out of the um, sappy stuff. Now let's All get right. into the gore. It's time for the horror category. The blood. <laughs> so my favorite horror movie is called Dead Silence. It's a real old horror movie. It came out in 2007. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Don't take me out. Okay. If you heard that, no, you didn't. And it's about basically this puppet and this guy, his wife dies after this puppet gets delivered to their door. Obviously, I think mm-hmm. you can guess how she died. Right. And this movie is my favorite horror movie because I'm such a horror movie fanatic. And I became a horror movie fanatic after this because all of the horror movies that I had watched up until this point had never actually scared me. This is the first horror movie that actually made me lose sleep at night. Oh my god. It is so well crafted and for the year that it was made during its time, it was really such an original storyline because even though it's centered around a puppet and we've seen like ventriloquist horror movie storylines and horror movie books before, this was something entirely different. Oh my god, this movie is crazy. It's really, really good. Uh, you can watch it, I believe, on Netflix still. I'm not sure if it's still on Netflix. No, it's not on Netflix, but it is on Hulu, and it's on HBO Max, and it's on Amazon, and if you pay for that, which I, I don't know, if it's, it's on YouTube TV, <laughs> ain't nobody gonna pay $16 for that. I'm the opposite. I hate anything that makes me scared. I hate watching horror movies. I just hate it, and see, the movie that I chose, I was forced to sit through and watch it. I chose Annabelle, because that was just like that the creepiest thing to me and I didn't want to watch it because I was like why would I watch a doll like Annabelle kind of reminds me of Chucky Mm -hmm. so I was like you know I'm gonna go hide in the restroom and let them have that two hour I got Netflix I'll be fine and then my aunt was like you know such and such got like all these dolls sitting on the uh, on the tub you know they might just pop up and be like hey what's up Kelsey (laughs) I was like are you serious so I sat through and I watched it and it was just it was scary but it had like some good elements. Another one that I really liked was The Visit, which that's is, a good movie. It was like most of it was scary to me, but the end when he went off because the boy is like OCD about things and the guy had like put poop on his face. And I just remember cracking up because he literally just had a psychotic episode and he just went crazy. And ever since then, I love that movie, but I don't really like horror. Like I'll, I like I don't horror movies because I get nightmares. That's the point. That <laughs> Kelsey needs to sleep. She needs eight hours. So I be thinking somebody gonna kill me, and Annabelle gonna be at my door knocking, and I ain't got time for that. Like I don't have time to think 
it's it makes me feel like in get out like i have to get out like i can't do it Mm-mm. i really like horror movies i really like the adrenaline rush and especially when you're watching a horror movie in a theater oh my god that hits different i saw the movie annabelle comes home mm-hmm. which is basically where annabelle she's uh back at the warren's house and it's about the artifacts that are in the room with her that was a really really good horror movie i mean just knowing that when you walk out of that theater you're not going to be able to stop thinking about it it's it's amazing i don't know why you wouldn't like horror movies i really like i was like dang all these movies are connected because when i watched the conjuring and then annabelle those people were in the same movie and they were they're all part of the same universe it's all centered around lorraine and ed warren and the crazy thing, they was like, The Conjuring was a real story. So then I'm like, was Annabelle a real story? Or was that just yeah, made it's up? It's a real doll. But it doesn't so look like, like that. So it's a like, real doll. It's uh-uh. a Raggedy Ann doll. You can look it up right now. It is mm-hmm. real. I'm Everything not. in Warren's room is real. Jesus provoke. Rebuke. I can't do it. Mm-mm. Speaking of Jesus, they get that room blessed once a month. Like, it's that. I, I would, too. Shoot. Yeah. I was but- just it was crazy and then like with the doll and then the girls start playing with it their daughter and the conjuring i was like uh-uh anybody got time for that that doll is not yeah, that, 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 that was a lot the beginning was crazy too it was just instant action it was I'm not it's, just, it though. it's a lot if but you like of, oh sorry go ahead if you like thriller go watch it speaking of the conjuring movies there's another one coming out on june 4th and mm-hmm. it's centered around the, I think it's the Amityville Horror. And it was about this man. He killed somebody. And whenever he got taken to court, he pled not guilty due to demonic possession. And mm-hmm. this case was so huge in the United States because it really pushed the warrants into the spotlight. I can't wait to watch it. I'm gonna, I, I'm really going to book my tickets as soon as possible. I'm really excited to watch it. Well, let me know how it goes. But I did hear that this is going to be the final movie in the trilogy or whatever. Which hurts my feelings. But I'm glad they're not overdoing it like Fast and Furious movies. You don't need no damn 10 movies in a franchise. That's doing too but much. But see, after Paul Walker died, it kind of got... Yeah. The Hobbs and Shaw movie was really good, though. Oh, I like that. But a lot of people didn't like it because of the behind-the-scenes the beef that mm-hmm. happened between... Girl, let me tell you. So apparently, um, people were mad that Johnson got Dwayne The Rock Johnson, if you don't know. I hope you do. I but, think they- <laughs> let's hope they do but um he got his own solo movie so yeah. it was like a whole thing between vin diesel and tyrese and the rock and basically isn't vin diesel getting his own movie with like his little brother or something well technically the fast and furious is his movie because he and almost all of them except for tokyo drift tokyo drift was good that was a good movie so i I don't really know the specifics of it, but I know like all three of them were involved and it was like a big thing how like Johnson got his own movie out of everybody else. And then now you see he's not in this um this last film where everybody like everybody came back and he not in it. Everybody in it but Oh, I saw the trailer for that. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was like, it's it's real. Like everybody came back for this movie because it's supposed to be like the last one, the final one, but he mm-hmm. didn't come back and he didn't get his role back so i don't know what's happening but it was real well we got off topic but it was an interesting topic all right let's get into the comedy category child um, um, my favorite comedy movie is girls trip that is oh my god it was a good movie 
I love Girls Trip. If you haven't heard of Girls Trip, Girls Trip is about these five, oh, there's four of them, there's four women, and they've all been friends since high school, and one of them got super duper successful and famous, and it's basically about them going to New Orleans because she is headlining the Essence Festival. Essence Festival, I used to go to that every single year. It's this festival um, centered around the Essence magazine. It's basically this black magazine for black women, whatever. Anyway. And it's all about them going to the festival, and it's a really, really good movie. And it's for Black women. It's just, oh, my God. I know this is going to be iconic in a few years. It was so funny. And you know they're having a second one come out. They better. They better. I will definitely be in that movie theater the day it comes out. It's got Tiffany Haddish, Regina Hall, Jada Pinkett Smith, Queen Latifah. You can't get a better cast than this. You can't. Exactly. It was too good. It was very good. It was. Okay. For mine, it was just a memory. I did The Nutty Professor because all I kept thinking about was Hercules, Hercules, Hercules. I've never seen that. you never seen The Nutty Professor with Eddie Murphy? No, what is that? It's basically just him playing different characters. But it's like he was this big dude and he was trying to oppress. I want to say, um, what's your name? Janet Jackson was in it, at least the first movie. But Janet Jackson was in it and he was trying to oppress Janet Jackson, I think her character and so he took this potion and so when he first took it he didn't think it worked so then after he took this potion a couple of days later he started losing track of his memory so he basically went from like this big heavy dude to like eddie murphy and so basically when they were each other they couldn't tell what they were doing so you had like the nutty professor and he was just all like nerdy and then you had his other side, who was just like the sexy guy with oh, like the all Jekyll, the girls, Doctor Jekyll and Hyde situation, yeah, oh, but like okay. comedy. And so, all of his family, the nerdy side of him, was just like all like big people. So they would like eat a lot, and they would just like it was just like this whole thing. But they were all like down earth. But it's basically just Eddie Murphy playing all these characters. How interesting! I might have to and check him being a professor. So yeah. It's a good movie if you like it. If you like Eddie Murphy, I suggest you watch it because it's basically just him playing different characters. But it's I really fun. liked him in Shrek. He was funny in Shrek. Oh my god, I love Shrek. You know how old Shrek is? It makes me feel old. Twenty years. It makes me feel old, and I'm just like, I'm not that old. I'm still young in somebody's heart. Not mine. You be easy though. Anyway, <laughs> uh, time for the romance category. All right, you can go first. Okay, so for romance, because I said I love Toxic, I put Malcolm and Marie. That movie that sounds had so familiar, so conflicted. It's on Netflix with um, with Zendaya, and then I'm trying oh, to David That movie is in black and white, isn't it? Yes, very much black and white. About. But um, it's basically how this um, so David Washington, he's playing um. A director and they're basically him he plays Malcolm Zendaya plays Marie and they're both coming back from a movie premiere and is basically just talking about how their whole relationship and Zendaya's character is a drug addict but she wants to be an actress so she beat it she's clean and um they basically have been together for like four or five years and she was mad at him even though she kept saying she wasn't that he didn't cast her as um his main actress inside of his movie 
and he was like you didn't audition and she was like you wrote this role based upon my life why didn't you think that i wouldn't want the role oh you know that coming america too i think one of the Mm -hmm. actors made his own daughter audition too oh yeah he did he did and yeah he made his own daughter um audition and so she was like i give you everything my life was basically your um your movie and he was like actually it wasn't it was a makeup of multiple different people in my life he was like the way how um my character walk was from this old girl that i used to smash and then the Uh way how this so he was basically just like tearing her apart when i tell you these two are so toxic and i just lived for it it was basically just an hour and 30 minutes of just watching a couple argue in black and white i cannot do that nope (laughs) <laughs> so it was feels like i'm watching my own ex relationship exactly i can't do that it no. was just them no. arguing back and forth changing different rooms then at one point they were agreeing and then the next point and it was just them trying to make sense of their relationship that they were having but at the same time um one thing that stuck with me from this movie she was like you be with somebody for so long that you get comfortable and you don't realize the good that you had when you had it they didn't break up or anything, but she was just oh seeing her like... Of course they didn't. It was just so toxic, and I loved it. Like, everybody was like, I didn't understand this movie, but then it was like, after a while, and you kind of sit with it, and then it's like, okay, you kind of understand how, like, relationships have up and down, and sometimes because you commit yourself to a relationship that you get lost within the relationship, so then you start getting comfortable with the other person, so then you don't realize, like, oh, maybe... Maybe I shouldn't say this, or maybe I shouldn't do this, or maybe I should ask this person this. So it's 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 a lot. And it was only just them two in the movie. Like, you don't see nothing else. It's just them in a room. And I think it was a play. I'm not entirely sure. But it was just crazy. The dialogue, you wouldn't even know that a white man wrote it. Like, the writer was white. <laughs> I'm just serious. Like, it kind of reminds me of that. Um, the play that used to be that Carrie Washington did with some other guy and it was just them sitting in one room and I think it's on Netflix the same I think it's called like American Sun or something but it was just it was similar closer to that yeah my movie is nothing like that (laughs) absolutely nothing like that oh my god my movie is something you watch when you want to smile when you want to be I can't (laughs) Um, no my movie is me before you oh my favorite movie i actually saw this movie this is the first movie i saw on my first like semi date with a boy it was a double date because we were in seven refresh my brain because that sounds very okay so when i saw this i was in seventh grade well we were in seventh grade it was Mm -hmm. my first date with the boy double date but still and we saw it i didn't realize it was gonna be so sad like we knew it was a romance movie but we didn't know (laughs) it was like gonna make us cry a good romance has to be sad because if okay. it's not, then what's the purpose of going there? If the couple doesn't break up, then what's the purpose of having the movie? Exactly. Ryan, if you're listening, we should definitely go on another double date. Anyway, <laughs> um, the movie Me Before You, it's about this woman and she's looking for a job and she ends up being a caretaker for this really rich disabled man. He's mm-hmm. paralyzed from the waist down and it's basically about them getting closer and closer together and the woman she's currently in like this toxic not as toxic as you mentioned (laughs) but um yeah she ain't no crack addict now (laughs) 
she's in this toxic relationship. They're basically just two different people. She's a very happy person. She's very fun, bubbly, light. She wears crazy outfits. She's super cute. Like Harper from Wizards of Waverly Place, but not that out there because she has a corporate job. But anyway, and he's very pretty much the complete opposite. He's a little bit of a pessimist because of his situation. He used to be really outgoing and fun. And he was kind of a daredevil. He loved jumping off mountains, like dirt bike riding, things like that. And there's a lot of moments in the movie where you see glimpses of his old life and how he's really depressed now. And she basically comes and brightens up his life. And the ending is is a lot. I was not expecting that ending at all. It made me really, really sad. But um, Me Before You is my favorite romance movie ever. That's cute. When you want to cry, when you want to have something <laughs> you aspire to. Because their relationship was really, really something. Oh, my God. That's cute. Out of all of these categories, what is like your favorite thing to like watch? Like, what is your go-to? Horror. Like, I- oh, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> I would not expect like gruesome blood. Like, yeah, like horror is like a- that's the thing. Gruesome blood is not my thing. I like psychological horror movies, especially ones having to do with death. Oh my god. Or at least the afterlife. There's this movie Insidious. Have you heard of it? Probably not, because you don't watch. Yeah, it. I've I've heard of it. I probably haven't watched it, but I heard of it. Insidious completely changed my perspective on the afterlife. I love horror movies that make you change your perspective on things. Like you know the movie Us by Jordan Peele. Mm-hmm. That movie changed my perspective on death too, especially with the tethered living right below you. I couldn't sleep for a couple weeks after that child. Oh my god! I just imagine somebody breaking in that looked exactly like me. It was too much. But movies that make you think, I really like those movies. I don't like horror movies that are really gruesome, like, you know, like the Saw movies or mm-hmm. the Texas Chainsaw movies, because there's no thought put into that. It's really just shock value movies. I don't like those. I feel like horror, the just whole industry is becoming better because now it's more mm-hmm. like psychological. Exactly. We're really tired of the blood and the gore and the, like the- how um Bird Box was. Like it Bird killed Box me. Was good. Bird Box was so good. And at first I was like, this is hype. I'm not gonna watch it because everybody keeps saying, Oh my god, it's so good. But then I'm like, no. And I hopped on the bandwagon and when I watched it, I was like I was like, when I'm watching it, you never see what's what they're seeing. Exactly. So then, and then I remember reading up on it and they were basically saying how like it was a a part that they did put in there about whatever they were seeing, but they took it out because they felt like it was better to keep people on their toes about this creature that you never see. Especially about Annabelle, because in the movie Annabelle, you never actually see the doll do anything itself. It's what's centered around the doll and it's what the doll has the potential to do that makes you scared of it. You're not scared of the actual doll. So it was just yeah. a build-up, and I was like, that's cute. Speaking of horror movies, there's another horror movie coming out. It came out, I think, last week. It's part of the Saw franchise, but it's a new movie centered around a new storyline. Chris Rock stars in it. You should totally go see that, Kelsey, because <laughs> it's not like the other Saw movies. It's not as gruesome because there's nobody actually being tortured in this one, I think. But it's basically like a Zodiac killer situation. The mm-hmm. killer, he's playing with the police. And that's the entire movie. It's great. Loki seems like cop propaganda, especially in this time of day. But you know what? I, it's still ACAB. Anyway, <laughs> um, you're not going to, uh, you know, I'm not that easily tricked. But you should definitely go see it. It looks very, very good. You should definitely watch the trailer right after we're done. Press and finish recording. It's very good. I'm definitely going to go I see that. About it, but I like Cross. 
things. So like I can do a little bit of comedy and romance put together or action and comedy or like sci-fi. I've been watching a lot of sci-fi stuff. I thought you meant cross like Christian movies. I was like, that Uh wasn't even a category. (laughs) No, like the cross genres. Oh, okay. Yeah, sci-fi movies are cool, but that should have been a category. My bad. Oops. I mean, technically it kind of, we kind of did say some sci-fi because Diversion is kind of a sci-fi movie too. No, that is a sci-fi movie. That is not realistic at all. Definitely the dystopian type. Greenland could definitely be a sci-fi movie if it tried a little harder. (laughs) Not try a little harder. I can't. I mean, yeah, if it was set maybe a little more in the future. Yeah, it could have been a sci-fi movie. But you know what? I'm kind of happy because you know what? The movies, when I look at it, now this is one thing about movies that I've noticed. When I watch older movies like stuff from the 80s and the 90s, they're a little out there. They're more free because back then they didn't have all these regulations. So the stuff, the dialogue was more free, like a lot of cuss words, like all of this. But then now a lot of stuff is censored. So it's like, I don't know if we're moving forward or backwards. Like the quality of the picture is better. Like the cameras for sure. You can tell the difference. But it's just the way I feel like now we're a little bit more not necessarily censored, but sensitive towards cinema, where it's like we're not going to show the same things that we used to. I kind of like it a little more now because I think with the censoring, you have to sort of skirt around certain things and say it in a different way. So, for example, have you heard of the movie Parasite? Yeah. So the movie Parasite, I think it really works well in this day and age because with all of the symbol... Wait, have you seen the movie? Mm Mm-mm. Okay, Parasite is about this really wealthy family and this really poor family, and it's about their intertwining together. And it really speaks on the social classes and how greedy and disgusting capitalism is. And I don't think it would have worked in the olden days, uh, you know, 80s, 90s, because it wouldn't have been as popular because of its subtlety, because of its symbolism. Everything back then was, like you said, it was a lot more quote-unquote free. I can't think of a lot of movies like Parasite or like the movie Arrival or like the movie Split, like you mentioned, that mm-hmm. was complex as the movies we have now. And then I also like how more um, they spend more time on dialogue. They to do. To make sure that people understand what they're putting out. Like now you can't put a movie's not going to make it if you don't put time into it. Yeah, you it's got to have substance. Rush. It has to have substance now. Because I'll watch like some movies like, um, just like old comedy movies. And I'll be like, I don't really think they put no work into it. It looked like somebody in their grandma was shooting a movie and then the budget was like a million dollars and it doesn't look like it was a million dollars. Like now to make a good movie, you need maybe between 30 million to like a hundred million action movies. They have a huge budget. Oh yes, definitely. Just to make it. But there was actually this movie that was shot on an iPhone. Like every single shot was on an iPhone. I think it was like an iPhone 7. And it was this horror movie. And it was about this woman. And she got her rights signed away to this mental facility. But she didn't realize what she was signing. And she was signing herself to be put in the mental hospital forever. That was a really good movie. I can't remember the name of it. But it was a really good movie. It's, it was a movie that was similar to that. And it was just like this woman was... Um what am I trying to say? She was kind of like a caregiver or she took over um, people, like older people's rights. So when they went like insane or whatever. It's called I Care a lot or something like that. Yeah. 
I care a lot. Have you seen that movie? That no, movie, I keep scrolling past it. My bad. You need to watch it. That movie is kind of like a thriller with it's like a drama thriller romance comedy action. Is it funny? Like really funny? Or is it like comedic elements? It has comedic elements because it's more of a serious undertone. Interesting. Interesting. So it's basically how this woman she she rips old people off. So she basically signed them over being like, oh, they're clinically insane. She takes over the rights from the state so the family can't decide anything. She put these older people in a home, drug them, do all these things to them so that she can stay in control. Oh, I thought, then, I thought she was just controlling their finances. I didn't know she was doing all that. <laughs> she controlled everything. But it's it's a good movie. So if anybody wants to watch it, they can. But um, thank you guys for listening to our podcast that is the end of the melanin show we hope you guys had a good time listening to our favorite movies in all of these different categories and our afterthoughts about the music uh the movie industry i'm sorry but i hope you learned a little thing about some movies i hope you guys catch some movies that we talked about coming up and i hope you have an amazing day